All right, man, we got to shape these kids up for this volleyball game. Yeah, I know, right, man. Last year, these guys across the lake destroyed us. We would have been fine if it wasn't for the Cody inhaler incident. Fucking Cody. Fucking Cody. Is that kid back this year? Unfortunately. Fucking Cody. Fucking Cody. We just got to let them play through. Don't want to deal with those parents again. Who's that? Well, congrats, gentlemen. You guys win. Because we're getting the hell out of here. The guys from Camp Nightmare across the lake? What are you talking about? Where are you going? A few of the kids went MIA tonight. And since that's when we caught a few of those little fucktards doing whippets out by the workshed, yeah, we know when it's time to move. Yeah, what we got here is another camping classic case of a crappy camp slasher. And once one of those kids gets hacked up, the rest start falling like dominoes. Next thing you know, you got teenagers impaled on the shower stalls or pulled through a wood chipper. Yeah, it gets pretty messy pretty quick. And if you guys don't want to be on the business end of a fire poker, you'll dip out too. Listen, you've seen war games, right? Best way to win this game is to not play at all. We're going to go with our usual plan in situations like these. That's right. Lay low, get high, talk Simpsons. Because you know why? Because trying is the first step towards failure. But we have to help these kids get out safe. Yeah, we can't leave them to some psycho killer to just pick them off like a pit bull in a preschool. They need us. Ooh, that moral compass right there? Yeah, that's what's going to end up making you go axe to mouth. Yeah, they're teens at camp. They're basically made to be fodder for this sort of thing. But hey, stay if you want. We won't tell you what to do. As for us, we out. Good luck, good night, don't be dumbasses. We gotta get back to the cabin. Oh my god. There's dead teens smeared all over the place. Which one was it? Inhaler. Fucking Cody. Fucking Cody! Good to see all of you campers out there alive and well and oh my god. Anyway, your Camp Macabre news this morning is Sydney's dead, Trevor's dead, Felix is dead, uh, so don't go swimming alone, don't go hiking alone, don't have sex, even not alone, no drugs, no alcohol, and you just might make it out alive. This concludes your morning announcements at Camp Macabre. Evening, campers. Join us by the fire in our second event, Camp Macabre. I'm Brandon. Here's Justin. What's going on, everybody? We're just chilling out, making some s'mores. Trying to stay warm. After a long day of fishing, roasting marshmallows, pitching some tents. Sporting some wood. <laughs> Splitting some wood. Splitting some wood. <laughs> so we're, we're excited today for our new event, Camp Macabre. Uh, this has been in the plannings for a long time. Uh, 
me and Justin, we've been looking forward to talking about some camp slashers. Definitely. One of my favorite subgenres of horror. Also, super huge shout-outs to Camp Nightmare for helping us with the intro skit. It's great having those guys work with us for this. When Radio Fear first started, they were a big inspiration to how to do a podcast right. So thanks to you guys. Y'all are fucking awesome. Also, thanks to Gory Rory for the music, as always. He's done some special music for Camp Macabre. As always, check him out and check out Camp Nightmare. Camp Nightmare you can find all over the place. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify. They are a great podcast. If you like this sort of stuff, you definitely should be listening to them. Uh, as for Gory Rory, you can find him on YouTube. Gory, G-O-R-Y, space Rory, R-O-R-Y. Now, with that said, are you guys ready to go camping? Do you guys bring everything you need? You got your camping equipment, you got your rope, you got your knives, you got your... You got your alcohol? You better not. <laughs> God help me, you better not have any condoms. If you're, if you're gonna have sex and die, you do it raw style. <laughs> true, true. So, after a long day of kayaking and fucking kumbaya, we're gonna sit down at this fire and we're gonna talk us some fucking movies. Sounds like a great idea, bud. Me too, because nothing really gets you in the camp spirit like talking about film while out in the great outdoors. (laughs) Um, First up on Camp Macabre for this week, we are talking Madman. Yeah, the uh, the film that really wanted to be Friday the 13th and didn't really do anything different. Pretty much. Except for, I don't know, jacuzzi twirling. But the hot tub. The hot tub. Excited to be talking about Madman today, but I believe we have horror headlines to get out of the way. And now for your Camp Macabre nightly news announcements. First up on our Camp Macabre announcements, Terrifier 2 is coming to Screambox this fall. You've never seen Terrifier, have you? No, I have not. Okay, Terrifier is this great independent horror film that I saw, I think, like two or three years ago. It has the scariest clown in all of horror movies in it named Art the Clown. And he's just a fucked up individual, paranormal, kind of superhuman-ish. You don't know that at first, but uh, truly fucking terrifying. And the first Terrifier, one of the best most gruesome kill scenes I've ever seen in a slasher. Scarier than Pennywise? Yes. Yes. Uh, Art is scarier than Pennywise, for sure. Terrifier 2, the project I have been waiting so long for because I, I liked the ter- uh, the original Terrifier so much. Coming this fall, I'm super excited. And I'm going to have to get a Screenbox subscription. I don't have a Screenbox yet. So I'm going to be getting that, especially for Terrifier. The Blair Witch Files. Random House is starting uh, publishing for a series of tie-in novels with the original Blair Witch Project that came out in 1999. I'm a big Blair Witch Project fan. Kind of lukewarm on Blair Witch Project. That's awful. How dare you? You know me, I like my found footage movies, but I've watched it so many times to the point to where it's just kind of meh. Sounds like you really like it. I guess so. I mean, why else would you watch it so many times? I'm a big 
big supporter of the original Blair Witch Project. A lot of people, um, I've heard a lot of people talk so much shit about it because it's like, it's just kids and always with a camera. But it made that millions of dollars. Yeah, it made a lot of fucking money because of their marketing was really fucking good. It was the first, like, online marketed fucking movie. Yeah, they made it seem like it was real. Like, they yeah. had their own Blair Witch, like, website. It had a website, and you thought you were, like, actually piecing together a puzzle on what happened to these kids and shit. Well, they made it seem like it was a real found footage, like, it was real. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. I, I love the movie itself, uh, because it, it it's one of those movies that goes against everything John Carpenter loves in a movie, but it's still good. Where John Carpenter's like, show the fucking monster! <laughs> that uh but this is like blair witch was a big project of just what you can get away with without showing it you know and they really didn't show much yeah but i love that i love that they pulled that off so i've always been a big fan of of blair witch so i'm excited about this but yeah apparently these uh volumes of books that are coming out set several years after the events of the Blair Witch Project movies. Apparently this is going to be in the year around 2000-ish. Goes into more details of what all happened afterwards. Mm-hmm. So I know you're kind of a book guy. More of a book guy than I am. So We'll get you there. I, mean, I like reading my books. Especially when I was a kid. Like Goosebump books and all that stuff. I'm going to get you on some Stephen King. You'll be alright. I read a few Stephen King books. Oh, which ones? The It book starters that's a big fucking book it was big fucking like <laughs> i don't know i got it in there yeah, yeah it's, it's a fucking huge fucking huge book. book i'm excited to read these books the book is called the witch's daughter daughter yeah the witch's daughter the blair witch files is that something new in the lore or did i miss that in the lore i don't know maybe that was a sequel thing Possibly. And I don't remember the sequel at all. Hardly. Oh, they made a Blair Witch too. I, I know. I'm saying I don't hardly remember it. It was bad. So. It was terrible. Yeah. Next up on our Camp Macabre announcements, Shutter's got us going for another season at the drive-in. Joe Bob's last drive-in, season five, baby. Heads will roll. The drive-in will never die. Amen. I'm fucking excited. As we're recording this intro right now, the final episode of this season airs tonight, and I'm going to fucking be there. So I'm fucking stoked for that. I can't wait to see what they bring next season. Maybe, if it's not tonight, next season is the season. We see Halloween 3 at the drive-in. Could be tonight. That's, That's what I'm saying. Maybe it's tonight. Maybe it's not. I didn't see what clues they gave for what movies... What films they're showing tonight. Could happen this Halloween for their special. You never know. Or that, yes. That too. But Darcy has been just... Begging. Begging for that movie to be filmed on the last drive, which is going to be at their Memphis event that they're holding this weekend. So, yeah. Fucking dope. I'm excited for another season of The Drive-In. I can't get enough of that shit. If you guys follow me on Twitter, which I hope most of you do, you'll see that I'm, I'm usually there every Friday night commenting along with the rest of you guys the rest of you fucking mutants and uh enjoying the fucking show i missed it last week uh at the time of recording this last week yeah you had to kind of work that day yeah i had a long work shift that day so i had to miss it but uh i i I caught up on half of it i gotta watch the second film next up on our announcements paramount 
might be working on a prequel to Rosemary's Baby. Interesting. Y'all know how I feel about Rosemary's Baby. You love it so much. I do. Unironically, I love the shit out of that movie. Just not who it was attached to. But it, that won't be the case for this one. So that's pretty cool. But apparently they got a um, they got a project they're working on dubbed Apartment 7A. And the rumor going around is that it might be a prequel to Rosemary's Baby. It's being produced by Platinum Dunes, who made the Friday the 13th remake, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and The Purge, and directed by John Krasinski from A Quiet Place. I'm excited to see where that goes. Uh, we don't have a lot of news on it as of now. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of excited to see if this is going to be a Rosemary's Baby prequel. Uh, maybe more about the coven that's in the, the apartment. Or it could be about more about the woman who jumped out of the, bu- the building. Maybe. That'd lead up to that. Or maybe the old couple. Maybe it has... Or about the old lady who Rosemary and Guy, uh, they move into her apartment after she left. Yes. It could be about her. Because there was that note at the beginning of Rosemary's Baby that Rosemary saw when that old lady stuff was still in there. Mm-hmm. There was that note or something that says, I can no longer be associated with this or something like that. And at the time, she didn't know what that was about. Yeah. Could be about her. Yeah. I'm a bet, if it's about anything, it's probably about her. Because that's an interesting story that we don't know a lot about, is that woman in particular. So, fuck yeah! Rosemary's Baby! <laughs> <laughs> Next up on uh, our announcements, Rob Zombie's... The Monsters released a new trailer. Yep. Now in living color. Now in living color. It looks really good. Of course, Sherry Moon Zombie's in this movie. Yeah. Looking good, too. As always. All three of them look good in the trailer. The house looks good in the, the trailer. The house looks wonderful. I'm not sure how this movie's going to be, but... Oh, it's a. I think it's a show. It's a show? I might be wrong. That It could be a movie. I... I I'm hearing both, so... From what I've heard, it's not going to be like previous Rob Zombie uh, movies. Yeah, this one's actually targeted towards family-friendly audience. Yeah, it ain't going to be trashy. As as we were betting on last time we talked about this in a horror headlines, Justin's like, you, dude, Rob Zombie's involved. You know what it is. It's trailer trash. I'm going to skull fuck you. Shit. And uh, I agreed with him. You know, we, we were, thought it was gonna be the monsters in some fucking trailer. Yeah, trailer park monsters with fucking meth head drama and crackhead energy, but no, uh, he's going for a legit recreation of the monsters, which I applaud the man for. Yeah, pleasantly surprised. I'm actually looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, I mean, I was looking forward to seeing it, regardless of what direction he took it, but. Well, I, I'm curious to see it because when I was a kid, I used to watch the monsters on like TV Land and stuff. Yeah, me too. And Adam's family. Yeah, m- monsters and the monsters and uh, Adam's family. Yeah. So we're excited to see that. We're we're Rob Zombie fans here. I know this for some reason fucking controversial in the horror community, but we yes we like Rob Zombie here, so we're excited to see what happens. Me too. And I'm a fan of both both his music and his and his movies. Um, fucking bite me. I'm sorry. (laughs) Up next for our last announcement at Camp Macabre, the Black Phone has released. Neither of us have seen it yet. It's making waves, though, 
and I'm hearing a lot of really good things about this film. Um, scary as fuck. You know, I'm not sure how scary this thing is. Uh, Scott Derrickson, C. Robert Cargill, and Ethan Hawke, they're all involved with this, and we're gonna have to watch it. Like, everybody's making a huge deal about this movie, uh, but I've also heard, like, a select few of people whose opinions I, I trust to be like, this movie is super fucking overhyped. Ooh. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm gonna, I, it's one of those things that we're gonna have to see for ourselves. Because a lot of people who also I trust their opinions on are saying, this movie's fucking fantastic. So, uh, we're going to check that out. But, if you are interested in seeing The Black Phone, it is out in theaters now. And that's it for our Camp Macabre official announcements. Alright everybody, now gather around the campfire as I tell you a tale. A tale of Mad Man Mars. Say what now? Mad Man Mars. Mad Man Mars? Fuck! <laughs> Lore of the campfire telling of his horror Lost in the woods with the mad man and the stars Don't laugh at the tales Heed if you call him the all it's madman our main topic for the day the movie we were talking about is madman the movie filmed in the winter but supposed to be set in summer so all the leaves were painted green to make you believe that it's summer but you can't take away the fact that you see everybody's breath and they're all bundled up like it's less than 40 degrees outside madman the film where <laughs> the film where people actually choke themselves to make this movie a lot better than it winds up being Madman. <laughs> a film that wanted Vincent Price to be its mysterious old camp leader man, but couldn't get him. Madman. On IMDb it says, A legendary psychopathic murderer stalks a summer camp. Which is pretty much what a camp slasher is supposed to be. Right, and... Out of all camp slashers, I think if you take Madman, you would get your most basic, clear-cut, cut-and-dry camp slasher. It doesn't really do anything special. It's just a straight summer camp slasher. With Madman Mars. We can't say it too loud, or the almost-but-not-quite Chewbacca will get us. Uh, yeah, that's right. So, Madman is a movie based, I think, in upstate New York. It's not really clear. It's it's based off of the urban myth of Cropsy, which is a New York thing. Though they couldn't, they didn't use Cropsy for the film because the Burning was already doing that. So they had to change the name to Madman Mars. A killer who was a normal, abusive, drunkard asshole. (laughs) 
Yep. And that one day decided that he was just going to be even more of an abusive drunkard asshole and kill his whole family. Yep. Axed his wife, son, and daughter. Yes. And then when the police found out or the town found out and had enough of his shit, they hung him and axed him in the face while they were hanging him. Well, the most fucked up part was, is after he did the murders, he went back to the bar. Yeah. Sat the axe on the table and was like, give me a drink. And there was something about somebody bit his nose and he didn't even feel it. Yes. In the story of Mad Memoirs. I don't know. It's, this movie's plot is about as thin of a veil as you can find. This is your most cut and dry slasher out of all these. Just a quick, thin little story, and then the rest of it is him just wandering around, waiting to be slaughtered. Yeah. And, uh, the, I mean, it's got good music, though. Even when you, even whenever Madman is near, what do you get? You don't get a ch 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 No, you get some funky-ass bass line on a synth. Yeah, so uh, Madman's got the funk, and apparently he really does have the funk, because according to the story, he has the smell of death about him. I can see why. He fucking needs to shower. (laughs) (laughs) And did you see the feet on that guy? Jesus Christ. Uh, Speaking of the feet, the fake feet that Paul Ellers had to wear in that movie were so slippery, uh, it almost caused him to fall out of a tree in the shot where Madman was watching the campers from atop a tree, the feet almost, like, slipped straight off of that and fucking made him fall off that tree. So there's unused footage of him almost eating shit off the tree. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, that would have been just as realistic because this guy's kind of a bumbling idiot, right? (laughs) He's just really good at fucking killing. Directed by Joe Giannani. Story is by a man named Gary Sales. The final girl, I guess, per se, uh, Jalen Ross as Betsy, Tony Nunziata as TP, old TP, Harriet Bass as Stacy, Seth Jones as Dave, character you love, Jane Claire as Ellie, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Alex Murphy as Old Bill, yep. Tom Candela as Richie, Frederick Newman as Max, and that's the one who they wanted. Vincent Price to be. Michael Sullivan is Dippy. Paul Ellers is Madman Mars. And that nice funk music was composed by Stephen Horlick. And we also got music with its own original lyrics too in the story of Madman Mars. So, Justin, when it comes to Madman, how did you enjoy your time at camp with Madman? Going into this movie, I didn't know what to expect. It's a camp slasher. I came in expecting a madman, Mount Mars, a mad killer, going around, killing counselors. Mm -hmm. I got my wish. (laughs) Um, The story is kind of bare, really thin, like you said before, but when it comes to a camp slasher, it doesn't have to have that. Right. It's got its own special charm to it. Yeah, it does have its own special charm. In this film, what charm do you get? Let's see. You get a woman trying to climb a hill that's not very steep. <laughs> I love that shit, though. Fails at doing so several times. Finally makes it up and then sticks her tongue out and does the whole raspberry 
thing at the hill like she's five. <laughs> you get uh, a drunk cook sleeping with a bottle of Jack Daniels sitting on his stomach and a girl waking him up just to tell him that his bottle's empty. <laughs> and, of course, you got the fucking spin cycle. Oh, spin cycle. Right. Your favorite part of the film. Now. Hello, ladies. Picture this. It's just you, me, and a hot tub makes three. We're all alone on a cold summer night for some reason. And the mood is almost just right. So there we are. We're about to dip down into the hot, warm waters of this hot tub, undressing ourselves separately, not helping each other one bit. Mm. And what am I going to do once we get into that water? Just you and me, just the two of us. To make sure the mood gets set right, am I going to light some candles? No. Am I going to play some Isley Brothers? No. Baby, we're going to gonna spin like the spin cycle little laundromat baby like we're two floaters going down the drain oh yeah baby spin and that's pretty much what that was yeah what the fuck is that (laughs) who the fuck does that Who's like, all right, baby, let's spin in circles around this fucking hot tub. I don't know if it was the direction the director was wanting to go with this or this was going to be something more to it, but the actor and actress didn't really vibe with each other like that. And they were like, uh, let's do this, but let's try to stay as far away as possible as we can as long as possible. Going around in circles and then sometimes doing a little own their own little twirl themselves while going in a circle. And this goes on for like what three minutes, four minutes, five minutes. I was say it felt like five minutes. It felt like an eternity. This is the most mind-boggling thing in a movie we've covered so far. Why is this scene in here? And it added nothing to the to the movie oh, at all. Absolutely nothing. It was just to be put in there to bring up the runtime. You know what? Fuck it. Justin hit the music. This is actually going to be a junkyard jamboree. Surprise, this is the junkyard. (laughs) But seriously, there is some redeeming qualities about this uh, film. Yeah, I'm just being too harsh on it because, Jesus Christ, that made no fucking sense. And I agree, 100%. (laughs) But there is some redeeming qualities. The hanging scene was very well done. Yeah. Tony Nunziata. Yeah. He did a hell of a job in this hanging scene. Yeah. A little too good. Right, he uh, he was so dedicated to making this scene look so good because, dear God, Madman was his chance at stardom. I'm so sorry. But <laughs> uh, he was so dedicated to this that, of course, they had a harness that they usually set up for hanging scenes when somebody's got a rope around the neck. They actually got a harness tying to the rope as well so the pressure isn't being applied actually to their neck. It's to the safety harness around their, their chest and back. That's typical for all movies with a hanging in it. 
But this guy, just to you know, make sure that it looks realistic, he actually put a rubber band around his neck under the rope so that there still was circulation being cut off in his neck. Not enough to you know actually like kill him, but the to, guy was choking himself for this role. Yeah, and his face was changing color, and it was his idea. It was the actor's idea too. He told the director that he was going to do it. The director did have some. Uh, hesitation with the with the plan but he ultimately decided to let him do it if it made the scene better um so he did do it and apparently he passed out on a couple of shoots so some scenes where you see him just laying there like he's fucking dead or passed out yeah he really was or he might be we don't know if they actually use the footage of him being passed out but there's a good chance at least on one of those shots that we saw where he might have just been passed out because he looked fucked <laughs> yeah <laughs> I would, I would have to assume if he did pass out while they're filming, they would stop filming and make sure he's okay and not keep rolling. I have to assume that. I'm not saying I'm right, though. <laughs> oh, man, this was the 80s. <laughs> yeah, whatever fucking goes, goes. And everybody was trying to ride off of Friday the 13th as fast as they could. <laughs> gotta get on that money man yeah get that gravy train favorite scene in that movie was that it was very well done right i mean yeah there there are some good kills in this i think my favorite was uh of course another beheading i'm starting to think maybe i just have a thing for beheading in these movies beheadings are nice yeah but it was a fucking uh, a truck the hood of a yeah. truck slamming down and beheading a woman and the fucked up part was, is that uh, other group of uh, counselors was oh my god to try to start the car. I fucking forgot. And they were cranking it. It was like... <laughs> they walked up on that, and what, the the body was gone? Madman Mac... Uh, Mar, Mar, Madman Mars already drug off the body. But the, but head, the head was, was still... still... And the front was still covered in blood. The, the hood of the, the truck was still covered in blood, and the grill and everything. But they, these two walk up on this fucking bright yellow pickup truck and just so happen to look at everything except for the front of the truck. Everything looks good here. <laughs> Every, everything's good. There, there shouldn't be no problem with this truck. And me and Brandon were looking to each other like, what the fuck? They get in, they try to start it, and then you just hear something real quick just like inside the fucking under the hood. And then it, they're okay, but the truck doesn't start up, does it? No, it yeah. doesn't. The fucking head was in well, the head, engine. There's, yeah, there's a head jammed in there. Uh, which one was it that died from that? I believe it was... Uh, talking about who got beheaded? Yeah. I believe it was Stacy, Harriet Bass. Yeah, yeah, that was Stacy. Uh, Stacy, the one who couldn't... The one who couldn't climb up a hill properly. Yeah, and the people that were in the car was Ellie and, uh, I believe, Dave. Yeah. And uh, apologies. Apologies to Jan Claire. I'm so sorry. But uh, this character got on my nerves so bad. What about it got on your nerves, Brandon? Her face. Just the way she always, like, look off camera. Just like, wow, all the time. It was getting on my nerves a little bit. <laughs> like she was just full of such wonderment it, what it really looked like she was like fucked up on X she might have been <laughs> she looked fucked up on X the whole time everything was like oh my the stars are so far away 
Yeah. Yeah, was, they are. <laughs> well, there was one scene where they were all just laying down by a camp, by like a damn fireplace inside of a house. Yeah. And they were all just laying down there, all their heads. Heads to head. Head to head. And I was like, are all these actors and actresses on acid? Yeah, it did, I mean, it did look like they were on acid. It also looked like they were all about to fuck. Uh, but then, instead of fucking, we get another strange occasion of somebody's weird idea of foreplay, other than spin cycle in the fucking jacuzzi. This guy starts talking about how he could be a serial killer, and he could be killing all of them before the night's over with. Because, yeah, that's gonna get everybody in the fucking mood. What the fuck is wrong with these people? Oh, <laughs> uh, did we hate the movie, Justin? I enjoyed it for what it was. Would I watch it again? Probably not. We got the idea, right? We got the <laughs> we got the idea of what the movie was. But as far as like, oh, is this Friday the Thirteenth level of greatness? No, no. I, I got some enjoyment out of this movie. Yeah, I'm not going to sit here and like just say it's fucking shit. It makes some strange choices, for sure. Uh, but, I mean, this is the most clear-cut uh, camp slasher you're going to find. If you want to show somebody the epitome of, like, this is your most basic, principled camp slasher movie, show them Madman. It, I mean, it, it doesn't get more cut and dry than that. Yeah, if you just want to show them a basic slasher, camp slasher movie, start them off with this. Yeah, I think the only thing missing out of this that most camp slashers has is boobs. Was there boobs? I don't very, remember Very, very briefly for like about maybe two seconds. When? When the girl was getting into the hot tub. You briefly see her boobs. Did you see her boobs in that? Yes, for like about two seconds. Okay, I'm wrong. Look, I try to push out the jacuzzi scene out of my mind. But yes, so for uh, this special we're doing for Camp Macabre, for each movie that we're reviewing, we got a little chart that we're going by. Alright, let's see how this tallies up to our official Camp Macabre anti-survival guide. Justin? Alright, starting off, premarital sex and nudity. It happens. It does happen, but very briefly. There's a whole spin cycle around it. Yeah, the, you could say you could say there's a whole scene that revolves around it. <laughs> I mean, there's about two to three seconds of tits, and them going around a spin cycle, and you hear some moaning with uh, Madman Mars music in the background. Dun, dun, dun. No, there was when he's looking at. Oh well, yeah. I mean, there really wasn't much humping or nothing going on. It was them just close together and her moaning a little bit. Uh, there was some uh, boinking going on in the tent where, uh, what's her face? Oh, yeah. They and, were in the and tent. The, and, and porn stash, man. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they were boinking, but no nudity was shown. Right. Compare it to some other camp slashers, I say it's pretty mild. Yeah. It's not too extreme. But it's there. What do you think? Yeah, it gets a check. Give it the check mark of, of approval or ding, disapproval. Ding. Yeah, yeah, we give it a check. All right, we'll give it the check mark. Second part, drugs and alcohol usage. There was some drinking mentioned. 
uh, when the 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 head counselor guy, the 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 owner of the camp, Max, was like, "Hey, and that whiskey that you got stored somewhere or another," and they look like, "Oh shit, we're in trouble." He knows about it, and he just goes, "Save some for me next time," and then he leaves. Yeah, and you see the empty Jack Daniels bottle, the guy who's passed out. Yeah, but it's none of the counselors drinking. Do we see any of the counselors drinking? No. And is there any drug usage? We kind of assume because of how they were acting at that fireplace. You never see them use it, but it seems like it's the aftermath of them using it. Right. I'm going to give this one an X. Yeah, I'm going to have to give it an X also. Alright, number three. Creepy old men. I have to give it an X on this one too. Yep. The killer doesn't count. Creepy old man's got to be somebody else. Max, the head guy, uh, he not really creepy. Doesn't come across as There creepy. is the cook, but the cook dies. He's the first death, you know. The cook dies, like, super quick in the movie. You don't even have time to be creeped out by him. So I'm going to have to give it another X. All right. So for the final part of the official Camp Macabre anti-survival guide, do we got a good campy killer? What What is your opinion on Madman Mars as a killer? I'd give him. He's okay. Yeah, appearance wise, he's just a dude in overalls with kind of a fucked up face, and fucked up feet, and hands, and everything else. Yeah, but I mean, he's not like I don't know. There's nothing I would say is screaming like iconic about Madman Mars. I'd put him in a lower tier of camp slashers. He looks good. No, I, I, I disagree. I don't think he looks good. Oh, you don't think he looks good? Yeah. I, I, there's nothing about him screaming like... He's terrifying. U- unique. You know, memorable. He's just a guy in overalls with long fingernails and toenails. Generic. Yeah. We give the X, then. Well, well there's multiple sides to this. That's, that's how he looks. And now, his effectiveness... Not very good. I think he's great. He killed almost everybody, right? Except for... uh... I'm definitely giving him points on creativity. He killed somebody with the hood of a truck. He hung one person, decapitated another. He decapitated two people. Mm -hmm. That's always going to be points for me. Alright. And a few axe murders. Yeah, there was a few axe murders. Uh, Overall, I think he's pretty effective as a killer. Uh, other than, you know, the minus the, a little bit of points for letting the girl get away in the truck. Held on to the door handle. And then just Roar. waved goodbye. <laughs> so Which Jason Voorhees would have not allowed. He would have already had the tires slashed. Yeah. The tires would have been slashed before she got in the truck and everything. The car wouldn't, the truck wouldn't even have cranked. But, considering his score... His kills and all that. I'll give Mars the check mark. All right. What, do you, what about you? I'll give him a check mark, but it's not a A plus check mark. It's right. more of a C plus. You <laughs> you passed. Okay. So two out of four check marks. Fifty. Fifty percent. It's a fifty-fifty. This isn't schoolwork. All right. So he, he got fifty-fifty. That's okay. <laughs> Tell my dad that. <laughs> I mean, for rating a movie based off of our very particular anti-survival guide, 
He did all right. He did okay. Yeah. He did just good enough. Right. Well, the, the whole movie just did okay. <laughs> yeah. It's just there. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it's not too bad. You could talk about how uh, oh, a guy's just wandering in the woods by himself the whole fucking movie. Right. Richie. Yes. Okay. So, <laughs> fucking Richie. Okay. Here's the Richie problem. Our final girl is the guy at the very beginning of the fucking film when TP is giving his weird song story, his ballad, to not even Madman Mars. It's just the creepiness of being in the woods and a ghost story kind of, right? And he's touching everybody around this fucking campfire, getting into everyone's bubble. Yeah, being a little too touchy-touchy. Yeah. And, uh... After he's done, Max gives them the story of Mad Men Mars. And, uh, Richie was like, uh, 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 come on, speak up there, Max. I don't know what you're saying. And so he's like, it's Mad Men Mars. Don't say it above a whisper or he'll come and get you. And then Richie was just like, hey, Mad Men Mars. And just doomed everybody, right? In the most annoying New Yorker accent yeah. possible. Just doomed fucking everyone and threw a rock through his fucking window. <laughs> and he survives. He's the one who lives. Everyone else fucking dies. <laughs> oh yeah, another thing. Final. Uh, we're going to base this movie off a of final girl. Also. We got a final boy. Yeah, not a final girl, final boy. Yeah. Uh, the guy who deserved to die the most survived. So this one is kind of breaking away from usual camp slashers by its survivor. Uh, but this guy is alone by himself in the woods, too. This dude breaks all camp slasher rules and lives. He antagonizes the fucking killer at the beginning of the movie. He's alone for the whole movie. Throughout the rest of the movie. There was going to be a scene where somebody finds him. And then they kind of both just like fuck off on their own way. Uh, but uh, they felt like it slowed the pace down too much of the film. So they cut it out. But he goes into the killer's house. By himself. He walks around in the woods by himself. He finds the killer's secret little place where he keeps the bodies and shit. By himself. He's the most arrogant and ignorant character in the whole film but somehow makes it out by all accounts in every camp slasher movie this guy should have been one of the first to fucking die oh definitely and he's our final girl <laughs> what the hell I think that was the point Giannani I think you're not taking this seriously <laughs> who do you think we are we're, we're here to grade camp slashers on their integrity to the subgenre, the, 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 the tent that Jason built, right? And you want to throw this in our fucking face. You want to make this annoying little twerp live when he gave us every reason to see him fucking die. He should have been the first on Madman Mars shit list, but no. All the way through the fucking movie, he lives. And I'm not mad. Not totally. Calm down, Brandon. <laughs> it's gonna be okay. Fuck Richie. Alright? <laughs> Fuck Richie. He shouldn't have lived. Get a t-shirt. <laughs> the chick should have been the one to live. 
because she was the smartest. Well, actually, I have a problem with her, too. She sat there. Everybody in this movie is kind of stupid, right? Yes. There's not really a bright bulb in the bunch, right? She literally sees Batman Mars lumbering down with his axe, and she's like, oh, it's nothing. Yeah, because as a child, apparently, she didn't develop any sense of object permanence whatsoever. That thing you develop when you're a baby... That lets you know once you stop seeing something, it still exists. You know, that's why the game Peekaboo works, right? Because you hide your fucking face from a baby, and the baby's like, fuck, they're gone. And then you show your face again, and they're like, surprised. They're like, oh shit, you're back. You're, you're still alive. Whoa. Yeah. You know? Apparently, she should she didn't develop that. At all. And so, when Madman Mars walked by, after he went behind the cabin, out of her line of sight she was like oh it, it was nothing it doesn't exist anymore I don't know what I was thinking lots and, of dumb characters in this movie and then she tries to warn someone about it later the guy who was like I could be a serial killer and kill all of you in your sleep tonight while you're sleeping in your tents <laughs> that guy she tries to warn him about it no I did actually think I might have seen something out there that didn't look like a bear <laughs> uh, it looked like it might have been a giant man with an axe maybe maybe I don't know and he's like ah you didn't see anything you're just trying to scare me and I don't know maybe maybe it's just me if I'm at camp and it's and it's dark and people are kind of starting to go missing and someone tells me I think I might have saw a dude with an axe outside I don't think I would have been like you're fucking lying. <laughs> Starting to think. I, I, I don't think I would have been like, I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I would heed the warning. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. No, you're perfectly reasonable thinking that way. <laughs> Starting to think you don't like this movie, Brandon. <laughs> I enjoyed it for what it is. It's just the, the characters in this one, I think out of all the other ones we're going to see for Cat Macabre, these characters are irredeemable absolutely stupid just completely got the short end of the stick in intelligence i tell you these guys are just kind of dumb uh <laughs> the guy who found tp hanging <laughs> he fucking found his body hanging there and then the body mysteriously fell right then and there when he found it and he's like oh god and he stuck around the thing that was fucked up, they kind of rinsed and repeated the kind of how the deaths were happening. They would find an item of what they'd left. Yeah. Pick it up. Yeah, these... They did it like what? They were like times in a row? It was like lemmings going off a fucking cliff, right? <laughs> yeah. You had this character go here and die. And then you had another character go to the same spot and die. And then you get the third character show up at the same spot where two people just died. And get chased from there and then beheaded by a car, by a truck. The hood of a truck. <laughs> They're lemmings, Justin. Lemmings. Lambs to the slaughter. And that's exactly what a camp slasher is. Roast my marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> are we having fun at camp? We are definitely having fun in camp. And I'm so glad we got to watch this movie. Me too. It got us right in the spirit of camper slashers. Camper slashers. That's a whole subgenre of a subgenre of all taking place in campers. <laughs> like wheeled campers. 
<laughs> Camp Slasher. There you go. Uh, no, I was down. I was going to go with it. <laughs> Camper Slashers. Camper Slashers. Let's do it. What you doing in my trailer? <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I'm too poor for a chainsaw. Pull out the damn... Stick with a uh, with a fucking a nail in it. Yeah, a back scratcher. A wooden back scratcher with like a little rusty nail at the end of it. Yeah. And you rev it up for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> no, it makes like it's just a fucking back scratcher and it's just full on. It's just making the noise though. There's nothing moving on it at all. <laughs> it's like the scene and yes, I'm about to reference scary movie, Justin. <laughs> scene in scary movie three when he got the shovel he's like all right let's fuck him up you laughed at that that was the one thing in scary movie i ever laughed at <laughs> it caught me off guard i was like fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right final thoughts on madman it's good it's a movie i got look i know i got a little emotional about it i mean it, it's okay it, it's not it's not the greatest camp slasher to ever exist. It is definitely no Friday the 13th. Definitely not. But, you know, it's not bloody, bloody Bible camp either. It's pretty good. It is what it is. Right. But other movies we're going to cover on here are going to be better. Yeah. I You were right. This is the best one to start with because this is the most middle of the road as it gets with... Yes, it's just gonna go up after this yeah without being bad so thank god madman a great starting piece to get us in the mood for the rest of this summer as we continue camp macabre on radio fear until next time folks oh we need to sing just for camp macabre don't we what i don't know as we close off this episode and put out the fire justin put out the fire we leave you with some helpful tips when you're going camping. And the tip for tonight is always tie up your food in a tree. When you're going to sleep, keep it away from bears. Because once the bears eat your food, they become park rangers. Or something like that. Good night, everybody. <laughs> and happy camping. Happy camping, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>